0: Hello, everyone, and we are so happy to be here with you again today. Or maybe it's tonight. But anyway... We want to thank uh, the real fine organist, my wife, Janet Lee. She does a wonderful job, does it with her heart, too. And we just want to thank all the ears out there that are tuned in to listen. Uh, I'm standing in for the Manifester, and tonight the teaching will be Latolution versus Evolution, Part 5. I want to read a little verse here. In the book of uh, Matthew, Uh, beginning with the 10th chapter and the um, 19th verse here is what it says when they deliver you before magistrates take no thought how or what you will speak for it shall be given unto you in the same hour what you are to speak for it is not you that will speak But the Spirit of your Father which will speak in you. You see, a lot of the world cannot understand that kind of a statement, especially some of the scientific world cannot. There's a lot of talk today about there's no need for God in the creation of the universe. There's a lot of talk today about those same kind of ideas that have to do with the creation of the universe uh, in the theoretical sense, like of evolution. But we're not here today to make a a down point or a negative on people who have... um, in their lifetime, sought a career of trying to discover what the truth is, and perhaps got off base into a misguided uh, understanding. But we do want to address in a most specific way how unique that the Word of God is and how in this scripture that I read that when you are moving by the Spirit, sometimes you don't plan ahead what you are going to say because those were the very words of Jesus Christ. There are certain times in the meeting of high officials, you know, don't overprepare yourself. Don't, don't think that you have to treat them with some special kind of consideration because all humans are equal. But just go and wait upon the Lord as, as he gives you an unction to speak. And the Bible says that somehow the Father will know when you are in that kind of a position. And this is to all the multitude of those people who are believers, wherever they are, whenever they are, however they are, as they are in those positions speaking to those high officials, it will be known by the Spirit. And then the spirit of the Father will speak within the person, within their mind, within their innermost being, and what they will speak will not be their own ideology, it will not be their own uh, 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 engineered concept or their their own invention, but it will be words from the Father which is in heaven. Now that idea, like I said, that that is a complicated, foreign idea to anyone who would be called a scientist that there could be such a connection as that. That just would seem to be impossible. And yet, those are the words of Jesus Christ. The words of Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, I didn't even know I was going to speak that verse tonight, but uh, it it just, you know, I turned to it, and it came on me that I should speak on that. What I want to do is I want to have a little uh, review of some of the things that we've talked about. This is um, Latolution number five, and we've covered a lot of things. We can't possibly cover all of the uh, subjects, but we can just um, touch on them. Uh, You know, we can can sort of have an interesting uh, situation where we just um, touch a point here, touch a point there. Uh, There were so many things that we have discussed, and this has been such an interesting journey you know we we talked about David's harp how that uh when he would play that harp that it had a dynamic effect on Saul, who was being deep, de- tormented with a, a depressive uh, mind and a depressive spirit. But, but on the hearing of the harp, it would cause something to happen uh, in his hearing, in, in his uh, sense of, of, um, uh, of receiving that message of, of uh, melody uh, that would just calm uh, and heal uh, for a temporary time that uh, notion of depression, and that's how powerful that transformation and and the the ability to send forth. Uh, the, the inspiration and the power of the spirit, how that it can be harped, how that it can be sung, how that it can be spoken and preached, how, how that it can be uh, in the hands to touch someone, in the eyes to see uh, other persons and look upon them with love and caring, uh, how that this spirit of transference of God can, can be such a pearl and such such a holy lump is just absolutely stirring and absolutely amazing and i hope that the prayer that we did for you uh, that uh, latitation is working that your minds are starting to open up we have noticed that a lot of people are playing uh, back of these uh, latolution teachings i noticed that one of them fairly recent one has had now over a hundred uh a hundred visitors listening to it if you count the night that the people were there present and then those that came on afterwards you know probably something like 120 people already on that one particular um, uh, latolution teaching so and that that number is growing people are interested they want to know the truth they want to know about the things of god and and uh, they they want they want to, you know to to be able to to know about this, this divine ladder that reaches up into heaven. We talked about that divine ladder, you know, and that uh, that Jacob saw, and uh, that this ladder was actually a lattice, and it was a part of a lattice. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but I think that that was somewhere in the Genesis 28, 11 through 16. It told that story, and we elaborated on that quite a little bit. Then later, we talked about how that um, uh, from that experience that he received, which was like a, a city Bethel, a city of God, uh, a, a place that he said was just, just awesome and, and uh, almost scary. It was so divine that he received uh, instructions about these rods and how to uh, code them uh, by cutting them a certain way, and how to put them in the water troughs, and how that that had a genetic change upon the the, the sheep, uh, and how that the particular trees that he cut those rods from were of the nature uh, that they provided... Uh, a certain kind of scent uh, that w- that endorsed uh, the whole uh, idea of breeding, and and it uh, alerted the the uh, uh, sheep to be right there close to where you know that uh, that scent was. And we went into more detail on that. But those things are very very interesting. No no questions at all. Latin, Lucian, you know uh, that uh, that is about. You know um everything that comes forth in creation and emerges into creation there are things that can affect that illusion. time uh angelic interferences other types of interferences uh, interference is not necessarily uh, being evil but meaning uh, affecting that illusion, and so that tells us a little something about L- A It's not something that is dead set concreted. Uh, it has um, the flexibility uh of of being able to um to to uh deal with in various kinds of treatments so it is a it is an g- exciting uh thing but I, w- when we talked about this ladder of jacob you know uh it can be understood as an atomic lattice an atomic ladder uh, because the term ladder is actually part of an optical phonon uh which is a is a ladder lattice uh of uh of atoms and sometimes of a special kind of atoms, uh, ions, and um, when we get into the revelation, how that um, you know uh, uh, there is energy that exists between every two atoms, and uh, the the ability to expand uh, energy between the atoms is definitely possible uh, as an electrical force, and that can uh, multiply. Uh, Uh, Until it uh, reaches uh, infinity, it goes beyond numbers. And we talked about that and and, uh, how that, uh, you know, there are uh, uh, harmonic uh, chairs, so to speak, or or a harmonic chain uh, of atoms. And uh, these crossbars of the lattice, uh, they represent... Uh, vibrations and and wavelengths, and uh, some of them are in a position that they are in still motion, uh, then others are in a position where they are they are moving um, but uh, we, we recognize that there is a possibility of even arbitrary uh, vibrational motion that can be generated uh, within the, the framework of those lattice uh, possibilities uh, and of the va- vibrations and, and the wavelengths uh, so that they can become a super uh, position over normal modes. So that normal modes are not a 100% guarantee of, of a, of a an uh, ultimate uh, repetitive uh, situation. Uh, and then there are all the different kinds of spins of the different kinds of particles, spins uh, that. That spin uh, one direction or an opposite direction, down spins, up spins, uh, propagating uh, uh, atomic waves. Uh, you know, uh, in in a sense of of releasing a message a particular way. Uh, those things are just to me uh, absolutely exciting to talk about especially as you begin to apply them you know in the position of their equilibrium effects so it's it's neat that there are you know there are spiritual effects uh you know uh, the 12 rods of the trees that the bible talks about and the blooms and and all the scriptures that that we read to you if you don't have these scriptures down, you should go back and play those latolutions, uh, teachings over and over, uh, so that you can really understand that this is an advanced computer teaching. It, it has super computing brain lattice, optical lattice, uh, information. And it is a sculpturing of, of the lattice of atoms in, uh, a word of revelation, uh, that not only reveals, uh, about nature, but reveals about the spirit and so as we get into this classic that is that is um uh, science in some uh, ways and yet reaches uh, to uh, beyond science. Uh, it touches down on genetic uh, potential, uh, it, it, it touches into the quantum and relativity. Uh, the atomic lattice uh, is an incredible message out there that is waiting for that day when even children will be able to read it just like they would read a storybook so uh exciting times are are being generated uh right now on these airwaves by this message uh you know the deep root of this word like in psalms 88 through 9 that it tells us about is is being made uh, available and we're going beyond that point in Matthew 4:17 where it said that that the word of god came to people but then uh, uh first little challenge that came along it withered because the people did not have any root in themselves uh this is uh, the point of going beyond uh, those those kind of of situations uh so that people are are dressed uh you know uh, with with uh, a rooting and a grafting uh that makes them capable of enduring to the end So those are just beautiful, beautiful things that we have to consider. Okay, and then let's just go on. Um, You know, we talked a while back about... um, the kingdom of God in uh, Matthew thirteen forty seven, it says the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net. And there are so many uh, 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 explanations that are given in comparison of the term net that has to do with the lattice and that has to do with evolution. And of course, latolution, uh, you know, uh, we must not ever forget our teachings about the soundtron and latulution that are tied into Psalms 19, 1 through 6 um and and uh into uh Romans uh chapter 10 verse 18 i believe it is uh we must not forget you know this uh a, a wonderful revelation of the going forth uh through the heavens uh, of the word of god and the well of god and and uh, going forth as circuits of God from one end of the creation to the other. uh, And there being no place uh, where their resonance, their voice is not heard. Uh, What a a shifting of mental dimensions. What a distribution of frequency uh, that that just brings us right into a spiritual uh, resonance and does not make us tremble over uh, the stones of multidimensional uh, consequences. Uh, we are not afraid of neuroscience, uh, neuron science. We, we are not afraid uh, of the abstract. Uh, we understand that the whole universe, the way God has prepared it, is like a growing brain and that it consists of abstract frequency bands uh, which uh, the manifest uh, call Paul's lattices, and it's complete with all the coefficients that are necessary to be there uh, to comb the complete details into place that make the whole puzzle uh, fit and have the picture it's supposed to have it's a beautiful thing we talked about the spin and the statistics of various ar- ar- uh, arbitrary dimensions uh, and how that um, these uh, spatial dimensions are uh, are affected uh, by by uh, the various kinds of uh, inter uh, things that happen within them, uh, even including such uh, uh, things as atomic spins. And then we talked about evolution and consciousness, and we talked about how that, uh, that evolution doesn't really recognize the spirit, doesn't really recognize consciousness, although there couldn't possibly be an uh, intelligent scientist out there that uh, would not recognize that consciousness is a part of a vital need uh, uh, of the human being. Uh, But I I suppose a lot of them in their uh, evolutional concept would just resolve that it it is a natural product of evolution and uh, those things would just come forth, but they don't connect it then to what the purpose of it is and, and, and to how evolution plays a part in the real of its creation, so um it is not just uh, two plus two equal four as uh refers to evolution. There are a lot of numbers statistics and 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 uh, information data that uh, we you know would want to know uh to further uh, be able to Uh, have the full understanding of all the meanings of evolution. Uh, Mortals, you know, they have a consciousness. And as I uh, read to you before or discussed with you before it it, it is the high spark of emerging awareness uh, and it doesn't matter how vast or busy the universe is uh, only things of entities with consciousness have spirit value and the rest of everything is a is a, is a probe or a passing tone without merit Materialism uh leads to an hypothesis, a hypothesis uh that can never be tested. Hold on just a moment. I'm trying to sneeze, but I guess I didn't quite do it that time. All right. So there are prerequisites of evolution. Um <clears throat> and uh and uh, these prerequisites for evolution are uh you know reasons that that people who want the truth the whole truth and nothing but but the uh, truth uh put forth uh because they want to know uh if the evolution theory can provide a full explanation of origins and if it can take uh uh the individual or the person or the group back to the beginnings of the story and uh, process uh, the whole scenario uh, from one uh, biological uh, point of, uh, of uh, organism uh, to a, a reproductive uh, and as they want to call it a random mutation that uh, leads them up uh, the tree of life um, Uh, We understand there are many marks of intelligent design in the laws of the universe, and uh, the various physical constants such as the weak force, the strong force, they have to have specific values in order for life to be possible, and they do. And we understand there are all of these various uh, points that are important and that uh, they have to be recognized. I think that sometimes people that call themselves Christians, don't realize just how valuable and how important it is to be on top of things and not just let the rest of the world create their theories, their fantasies, their ideologies, uh, and their complexities uh, without there being an input of those people who, uh, when they are advised to go and stand before uh, the magistrates, uh, know that they are not going to go there in vain or that they are not going to go there empty-handed. That that God is going to to move by His Spirit uh, in uh, to their bodies, into their beings, and and there is going to come forth from the uh, the Spirit of the Father uh, rivers of living water flowing out of their innermost being. That that water representing energy of life, and so those things are so exciting. Uh, you know, we, we we understand that that. Uh, that uh, you know, evol- evolution um, uh, theorizes, theory, uh, makes theories on how some things come to be, but it really doesn't explain why, other than the proposition of randomness, and and that gets to be pretty boring and pretty un- uh, not uh, explicable uh, in the fullest sense that has meaning uh, to the to the mortal person. Uh, evolution uh, does not have precise answers as to why. Um, common descent took the paths it did uh it evolution does not uh you know um, deny certain literal religious um oh let, let me say that again that's not quite right evolution does deny certain literal religious interpretations of genesis <laughs> you know um what can i say about that When I hear some of the interpretations that uh, some of the religious uh, people give, and I know it's just so absolutely not what the Bible is teaching, then, you know, how how am i to want to agree uh with those people over the evolutionists who see the same point that they are teaching things they are saying things that deny the reality of uh, of creation and uh and so what's got to happen is the church world has got to smarten up they they've they've got to come around get out of those old antiquated uh you know kick in the shins type of ideas uh that 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 belong you know, to the the pagan tribe, uh, they've got they've got to come up the the Jacob's ladder and get uh, into this revelation that's going to show them the way to the tree of life. Um, we know that um, uh, uh, we could ask, you know, why would God uh, need to? Uh, use a long scale of of evolution uh to create in this inhabitants and i think we've already explained about that that uh there's no sense trying to get into these time things because that's been a problem for christians all along even about the the, the coming again of jesus christ uh, that is such a mixed up uh you know story to people uh, they, they don't they don't know what's coming off there and and all kinds of other time events uh in the bible it's a it's a mixed up scenario because people do not have the full revelation uh, that was given to John on, uh, on the island of Patmos about not only the, the present need and the future need, but understanding things going way, 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 way back in time before this this uh, creation, our universe, was even made. And the Bible, you know, refers to that sometimes, you know, before the foundations of the earth. Uh, it It is a way of Bible talking and Bible explaining. Uh, you know, uh, there are many things that Darwin's Original hypotheses uh, predicted, Uh, you know, uh, everything from, you know, uh, genetic information uh, that uh, turned out to be, you know, actually true, uh, to all kinds of other predictions that have not turned out to be true. Uh, I think we have to give credit where credit is due. I don't think we we should just damn put a damn and a curse on evolution. I think those kind of ideas come from ignorant people, people that really don't have a full understanding uh, about uh, some scientific things, and, and they just, they just you know, they, it's either got to be all their way, or no way, and uh, what's going to happen to those kind of people? They're just eventually going to be left behind. You know, the whistle's going to blow, and they're going to still be standing there waiting to see what's happening, and it'll be over and gone, and uh, they will just go back to the dust from whence they came. So, all kinds of nice things we're saying, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> And a point that I made that seemed pretty simple, but it's actually quite important, is where sometimes, uh, you know, the church world and sometimes even, you know, the the scientists that are into intellectual design will sometimes try to compare um, a point made by evolution that has to do with a living entity and then compare a non uh, living uh, um, mechanism uh, to that uh, living entity uh, as a comparison to why the living entity example is not true and that is just the most ridiculous, and unscientific way of doing something that can possibly be done, and it just takes away uh, the mark of intelligence from people that don't understand statistically and mathematically why that that kind of approach is incorrect. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's a big thing with the you know with with the evolution, they're big into random uh, mutations, and that's their main line of presentation for the cause of life. And I want to I want to tell you, I want to tell you this, dear friends. Stick close to this, uh, to this message today, because I have some extremely valuable and interesting things you will want to learn. You will want to hear. They're going to be very interesting. I want to get this review out of the way first, and we'll get into some of those things. Okay. So, so, there are, yes, there are people out there with claims that the explanation gap is closed. Uh, and, and, uh, that, that there's just no, reason to uh, to have to mess with uh, explanations uh because there is no gap anymore and that evolution that evolution is a proven fact but but get this that is just absolutely not the case as you'll see uh as we get on into this whole teaching uh it is not the fact it is not proven and uh then you know there's uh a small um uh, you know, a, a, a small pr- proponent of people that uh, are knowledgeable uh, uh, opposition to irreductible uh, complexity of life. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they know what they're talking about or not, but, uh, uh, it, you know, it... it, it Yes, there are many things that can be applied uh, to understanding uh, that statement about the irreductibility of the uh, complexity of life, especially based, you know, uh, on the various uh, laws of nature. And uh, when you consider some of these uh, various laws of nature uh, that teach that, that everything keeps moving more and more and more uh, to uh, complexity and those are major foundation laws uh, taught by great scientists which have not ever been overturned uh, you know uh, we just sometimes have to understand that we don't need to overturn laws like that that we just need to understand that uh, that these laws apply in certain levels and in other levels they don't apply so that doesn't mean make the law to be er- 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 erroneous it just makes the law to be understood, uh, to not apply to, to, you know, both um, heaven and earth and both everything that could ever be. So those are all important thoughts that we have to you know not uh, throw away we have to keep those things out and in front of us because they are essential to us having a balance of how we see things we have to understand that uh you know there's intersections between the quantum and the macroscopic world and there are horizontal stretchings that are involved that happen by the operators of those persons that are delving into those revelations and and trying to put them into uh, uh, non-normative formats uh, and trying to give them, uh, you know, a a shaping uh, consequences and to image them, uh, you know, and trying to also at the same time understand them through the anatomy of uh, neurobiology or, or morphological neuroscience, so however you want to put it. And we know there's all kinds of frontiers growing and developing in neuroanatomy and that's all great and that's wonderful and and we know that about the number e and that the true the value is a number that never ends, and so let's just take the the e and make it a stamp and let's just stamp it on all of these things uh, that uh, you know e as a true value a number that never ends uh, and and then let's go on uh, let's not uh, hang around here uh, uh, you know trying to stretch from one to e uh, and to get into whole Bunch of exponential functions. Uh, let's just uh, let's just extend uh, the character of our operations and uh, and give ourselves some extra spacing. And uh, let's just fly over the the density uh, of the elements that would try to suck us into the to the Earth and and end our life. Let's just let's just go on with 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 this faith and with this belief and with this knowledge uh because um we are we are going to be uh aces uh in the mind of knowledge uh stars of knowledge are going to shine in us we're going to understand chemical reactions in a way uh that can be used in in christian properties uh we're going to understand particle charge, and all those kind of things in some very, very interesting ways. So it's an exciting time, and I'm excited, and I, I hope you're excited. And and you know, there's people saying, well, um, you know, um, if fish become amphibians through the process of evolution, why do fish still exist? And where are the, the signs uh, of proof uh, of amphibians uh and their bodies uh that are records uh in a progression of sequencing uh that show this uh forward evolution of life from the sea t- to land, becoming, you know, amphibians. So uh well <laughs> I read you something um uh, uh you know um last week uh and it 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 basically shares that uh you know there are literally um uh, the, there is literally the majority of um of fossils that just have not been dug up or discovered it's just plain not been discovered so so when you only talk about that we're we're just dealing with maybe Twenty-five percent of the fossils and the fi- discoveries uh, to be found that could be uh, found, then you know uh, that that isn't any reason to get excited. If you say, "Well, wh- why haven't we discovered this?" I mean, if those bones are in the ocean, how much of the bo- of the ocean has has been explored? I mean, basically, almost zelch. Very little of the ocean has been explored, and and so uh, the majority of discoveries have just not even come up yet. They're not even available yet. So people shouldn't make uh, real strong pronunciations as to trying to make a proof that something can be believed because there there is this evidence uh, or cannot be believed uh, because uh, of, of the missing evidence. Um, and then back to these um, laws of um, thermodynamics that I mentioned these laws of nature I called it because I think that is really a proper proper name well we have that first law uh, the first law you know that uh, it says matter energy cannot by itself be created or destroyed matter energy may be changed from one form to another but the total amount remains unchanged um That really has to be applied a certain way. has to be understood a certain way. Uh, It's a very important uh, law, and it needs to be recognized because you can't just uh, throw it out into the garbage can. Uh, That's the first law of uh, thermodynamics. The second law says that all systems will tend toward the most mathematically probable state and eventually become totally uh, random and disorganized, so we have uh the thermodynamics uh, second law that brings things into uh you know depreciation uh but but we you know we also have uh in creation. Uh, those uh, possibilities where where energy is lent to bring creation forward and and where it uh, actually prov- uh, provides uh, by that uh, forward thrust um, a more complication of the creation that then gives uh, in many cases more intellect uh, more capable uh, operations uh, more capable potentials for all kinds of things so and then I talked last week about the the conservation of mass. And, uh, you know, uh, mass is an isolated system. Uh, isolated system. It cannot be changed as a result of processes uh, acting inside a system. A uh, similar statement is that uh, mass cannot be created or destroyed, although it may be rearranged in space and changed into different types of particles. This implies that, that for any chemical process in, clo- in a closed system, the mass of the reactant must equal the mass of the products uh, well I must have your head spinning out there getting into this kind of stuff and I don't really mean to do that but uh, you know uh, I don't want to take you back into alchemy either uh, I don't want to see you sitting around on the ground trying to trying to use some uh, some some kind of um, a juice or something to make gold out of uh so anyway uh let's just uh let's just keep on going on because uh uh this this message you know is is a principal message and it has a primpl- principal application uh to those people who want to overcome and 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 when we look at these various laws uh and we say well how do they apply um uh, you know w- we have to understand that there is uh, a physical level where they apply uh... but that that they don't necessarily uh, apply uh... to a spirit level now i don't say spiritual because uh that is different from being a spirit a spirit level a spirit level can be spiritual uh but but uh, there is a difference between spirit and spiritual and i like to just use the word spirit which is which is the contra for for physical and and when we understand that um that uh, you know these laws you know are really giving us quite a revelation uh, how uh, of, of infinity uh, even in the physical even in the physical universe how that matter is really never destroyed and and so when we have taught this revelation in um, uh, from the Bible about all of the cosmos all of the stars are going to be rolled together as a scroll and they're going to be ultimately uh, in this scroll compressed into a, a very deep and uh, knit and- density, uh, you know like a cosmic egg type of density and that um, that then after eons of eons of eons of eons of eternities, uh, there will come a time the angels will be sent uh, forth again from the first domain and uh, and they will begin to create uh, the happenings that will be necessary to happen to cause the uh, um, the uh, expansion of that density will happen and that's another big teaching, I'm not going to try to Get into that tonight but uh, then a new universe will be born and and but the same energy that was there uh, will be used again uh, and so it's, it's you know it's like when God creates something it's almost impossible to destroy something that God created and that's has a beauty to it because God is such a energy of perfection and eternalness so there's many different things we could talk about that regard the transformation of substances and how that the first and second laws, you know, um, uh, you know, of thermodynamics uh, apply and the laws of conservation apply, laws of entropy apply, but um, uh, I really need to take you to a book for that. <clears throat> Just get a book so I can. You know, take all those individual things and and stretch them out for a finite type of um, explanation in an exhausting type of way. Uh, That's not for today. We've got a lot of important things to cover. You know, what I did mention and and, uh, that there is a statistical method to estimate the total undiscovered fossils and bone remains of uh, ancient creatures and it has been figured using that particular statistical method, uh, that there uh, remains uh, an approximately uh, 72-plus percent uh, of creatures uh, that have not been discovered and are potential to be discovered by archaeology. So those are very, very interesting. They're, They're very interesting. Okay. All right. Now... We're going to get into, uh, we're through the review, and so we're going to get into the, uh, you know, a part five of um, Landlution versus uh, Evolution. And um, what we what we want to get into, and this is super interesting, you know, is that recently, in a recent course, court case, there was a challenge, a challenge of... Uh, basically intellectual design against evolution via the dover area school district and this was heard in the united states federal courts And it was basically a school that was not wanting to allow evolution to be taught in its school, wanted it to only teach, uh, you know, intelligent design, that uh, you know is the what they considered to be the God method. So it was brought before the federal court, and sadly, the um, intelligent design scientist. Uh, that went up against the evolution uh, evolution scientists uh they lost, and the evolution won and and uh I think it is extremely important to discuss uh what went wrong there why. Uh, the intelligent design people lost, which was the basically the general church philosophy lost, and the evolutionists won. I know there will be people say, "Well, that was nothing but the forces of darkness, and and uh, it it was unfair." And but but actually, you know, there's more to it than that because there are some really general reasons why they lost, and I want to talk about that. Um, okay, number one, the general church philosophy posed. Uh, that the making of the universe including all the making of the stars and everything that is in the entire universe and on earth uh, only goes back to approximately 6,000 years and uh, and uh, and that includes right up to date so basically the beginning you know uh was uh, approximated uh to to happen you know roughly 4000 years ago bc as far as some of the main earth creations so uh i think that um that based on uh that that concept is based on an interpretation of the 24 hour day uh, given in Genesis uh, are interpreted to be given in Genesis, uh, chapter one, verses five through thirty-one, and uh, and uh, they 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 used use that, and then it also goes on to uh, chapter two, uh, verses one through three, which is basically the seven days of creation, and they call those seven days of creation each you know each day like being a twenty-four hour period. Um, with that kind of teaching. Uh, the Christian, so-called Christian world, will never come into the reality of truth uh, about the creation, because that is just absolutely incorrect and wrong and not Bible, and and it's misconstrued. Uh, not only can that be shown that that uh, by the actual um, root. Uh, and 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 uh, the prop, the proper um application uh, of the of the hebrew tri root system uh with with the uh, the style of how that it is written uh of the potentiality for for the deeper meanings that really apply uh you know why would they fail to miss uh, and com- and compare Genesis two, chapter two, ver- verses ten through fourteen? That makes it very very clear that a day is not a twenty four hour period, but a but a um, you know it, it represents it represents. Uh, uh, an absolutely um, whole situation of age is an age, a generation age. Uh, some of these ideas are, are so, um, you know, I, I don't want to be cruel to you, but they're stupid. They're absolutely stupid. And when you begin to read what happened in that day, you got, you got, uh, you know, trees blooming and in one day they're having their fruit and the fruit is ripe. That does not happen in a natural scenario. That does not happen in a natural condition, and just go through those seven days and look at all the various things uh, that are are um, shown to be happening and you 'll see that that uh, those cannot be fulfilled in a day they 're just not possible to be fulfilled and and so so uh right at at the start uh, there is something that is being uh, uh, put into that that perspective that does not uh, uh, allude, does not apply to a regular 24-hour day. So it doesn't apply to 24-hour day because it is only figurative how it's being used there and what it really is uh, into a, a summation of is uh, Genesis chapter 2, 1 through 3 uh, a generation age and that is so absolutely important and if you don't base it on the right thing then what's it going to look like well it's going to it's going to it's going to look like that the christian world is not updated that the christian world does not know the truth about reality, and it's going to make the Bible look like, yeah, I guess that is what it says. So huh, that's that. That's just all fiction. There's nothing literal there. There's nothing that can be applied scientifically. Uh, that's that's just a bunch of you know really ancient people that didn't know what they were talking about, and it uh, we just we'll call it mythology. Uh, just a, a, a Bible story, but it's not true. But the fact of it is, um, when the Peace Bible comes out, is going to be very correlative to show how that this whole scenario given in Genesis actually does apply, uh, and in a scientific way, to creation. And it does mean all and and more than even uh, some of the scientists have, because even the scientists are not furnished with all the information. And so there's a lot of scientific truth out there that is that that is scant of having the fullness of of the revelation of creation the fullness of the revelation uh, of uh, of the occurrences within the various molecular and biological structures of of uh, of the world okay so we begin with that uh, as as uh, you know one of the reasons why that they could not win that they could not win that argument um uh, number 2 that adam was the first man and and uh so when they when they start finding uh, in these strata layers these strata layers, everything from coal, and they know how long coal takes. This isn't just, uh, you know, they, they, they'll knock the kind of method that is used. But when, but when they're using a uh, stratum, uh, they, could, they can look at that and have a really good idea of what the age of something is. And when they found uh, these, um, these bone tools uh, that the Neanderthal man had on the southern uh, uh, part of Africa, um, <clears throat> well, I don't know if it was the Neanderthal man, but anyway, it was. I take that back. It was one of the one of the creations, one of the one of the the men that that were uh, that were not Adamic and uh, <clears throat> that goes back, like, you know, seventy thousand years ago. Seventy thousand years ago. So you expect those people when they find that and they look at the strata and they, and they they count the age, you think that those people then are going to believe that they're gonna they're gonna believe uh, what you are saying is your interpretation of the Bible they are not going to believe because number one uh if you're teaching that, you will be incorrect. And you will not be—you will not be telling the word of God. And you will be making the Bible look like it's a bungling air of words. And you'll be making your religion look like like it's false and just you just into mythology. And God is wanting for the knowledge of God to come forth and cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. He's wanting this knowledge of God to be manifested in this day, in this age, to the people of this world so that they can know the truth and the truth will set them free. So when they teach that Adam was the first man, Uh, They are ignorant of the manifest revelations of the four rivers of Eden. The four rivers of Eden actually being symbolic and metaphorical of being genetic rivers. They are genetic rivers. So, in Genesis 2 uh, verses 10 through 14, uh, it tells about these four rivers and it names them off. And then if you want Bible proof, here's just one. There are dozens and dozens of scriptures that, that, that use the term waters or rivers to explain, uh, human beings, uh, mortals, uh, that, that they, they, that literally stands for it. And you can see in Isaiah 8, 7 through 8, that it, it calls Assyria, uh, you know, uh, a river of waters. And that it, that it it is going over the land, and it is this river of waters. So that, uh, and and in Revelations uh, seventeen, uh, when the um, question is being asked, you know, you know what what is this woman sitting on the water? You know, it said, well, the the the. the Revelation of this, the interpretation of that is that that um, you know the 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 waters represent um, multitudes, people, nations, and tons, and there th- there's an interpretation of water and rivers by by an angel, saying that this is what it represents. So when these genetic rivers are shown, these are the genetic rivers that that you know that of human beings that were on the earth. And so in the sixth chapter of of Genesis, when the sons of God, which were the uh, the descendants of Adam, began to marry the daughters of men, which were the pre-Adamic people, that's when God decided he had to bring an end to civilization as it was known because it was going to destroy the whole soul plan because the the children of the sons of God have souls, not soul small letter uh, s as in soul, meaning the physical body, but capital S as in soul, meaning that inherent inherent right uh, that is something in, in, that is implied or that is is uh, uh, benevolently bestowed by God to a person, and so. When they don't have this information, then what happens? They go out and they find these discoveries. They've got all kinds of them. They can prove the dates. And then what what do the church world say? What do the intelligent design world say? Well, they aren't positive that they're reading the age and the dates right. And you know what? That doesn't go in a factual court. Because there's people that that can check out facts, people with forensic minds. But the manifest has taught this. The manifest teaches this, and it makes all the difference in being able to understand what the what parts of evol- evolution are true, what parts of evolution are not true. Number number three, the failure. Of the Christian world and the, you know the the, the these um, scientists uh, that are into the intelligent d- design theories, uh, the failure of them to understand or to to have been uh, um, given the opportunity to understand uh, John uh, th- uh, the seer uh, revelation of that which was, that which is, and that which is to come, because. The world is basically wrapped up in only understanding that, according to the first chapter of, of revelations and the last chapter of revelations, that the book of revelation is a is a prophecy, but they they are only understanding that as as being uh, uh, given by uh, by a prophet and a prophet is limited to the present time and future time. But the seer revelation of the Old Testament people, clearly, if you read it carefully, shows that there is the potential not only in a seer to know the present and the and the and the future but to also know the past so throughout the book of revelation this goes over and over again that which was that which is and that which is to come and so it's it's the word of god trying to tell people the big picture is what you have to see have to know there's things that belong the bible says to your glory that 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 were uh, that existed before the foundations of this world and those truths and those knowledge that knowledge belongs to your glory belongs to you and when you don't have that knowledge you are limited and you are short uh, 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 you are short sighted of these truths that if you had them your eyes would be open so That has a big effect on people not being able to understand the thing about the universe, not being able to understand, you know, the revelation uh, of of evolution and and some of the things even of evolution. Uh, And then uh, number four, uh, disinformation, Uh, information that's being put out by people that don't know what they're talking about. And and they, they're given uh, information uh, more to prove their point. And so they're using things they know they, they don't really know for sure, but they're using that and it becomes disinformation and creates a failure of knowing what the Bible really teaches especially the countersides of the physical and spirit relationships need to know just how those things do apply. And, and it's very important, uh, as, uh, understanding them uh, in those relationships as they apply scientifically and spiritually. All right, we'll just move on here. Now let's talk about evolution just a little bit. You know, evolution really is based on two applications uh, microevolution, which has to do with the variation of things, variation potentials, and uh, macroevolution, which has to do with big changes that are just sort of major things that happen. And then uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, there's this evolution proposes that on rare occasions, a mutation in a DNA improves a creature's ability to survive. because you see, generally when you think of mutation, you think of something that has gone wrong in the body, detrimental then to the body, uh, a cell, a, a, a genome, uh, something happens that is, you know, a transfiguration of a negative and 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 uh, that doesn't uh you know have the the uh, the quality of of uh, uh, enhancing the life but more or less reducing it however occasionally on rare occasions uh, their idea is that uh the mutation actually becomes a benefit and uh, that uh, it becomes uh, as a tool uh, for making new cre- uh, creatures. And this is one of the th- things that evolution has come up. Uh, believe me, it's a very th- thin line is it possible oh yeah all things are possible uh sure it's possible but you know to base uh a, a major theory on uh on that uh multiplicity of rare events uh it doesn't seem like a real scientific approach uh it sure doesn't to me and then you know um we could go on uh, to, uh we'll throw in some you know some other things here uh you know like um the major major um uh you know like like a, a concern okay a concern to the long term evolution of life uh this is even something that uh some of the uh, the the the, the evolutionists have uh that major transitions in biological evolution show the same pattern of sudden emergence of diverse forms at a new level of complexity, there are different cases, like in the cambrian uh, episode uh, and we'll talk about that a little later, where there was a sudden impact of a tremendous just incredible amount of of uh, of new life and new creatures that that just from Far from almost from nowhere, just they suddenly appeared uh and that these these uh, sudden major transitions in biological evolution uh that have this uh, pattern of sudden emergence and that the, there's many diverse forms uh and they're they're at a new level of complexity is that that doesn't that doesn't work well. Uh, because of of their rapid their rapidity uh, of of appearance and it doesn't work well uh with the features of evolution and you know that that is a very serious uh, introspective and, and a very serious uh uh thing that evolutionists need to look at more and more and more and not just uh, uh you know stroll over those few points that they think they have dead set proof on uh you know Charles um Darwin he 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 uh he wrote in his book uh, the origin, uh, the origin of of species. He's, he, this is a quote. The number of intermediate varieties, which have formerly existed on earth, must be truly enormous. Why then is not every geological formation and every stratum full of such immediate, uh, intermediate links? <coughs> Excuse me. Geology geology assuredly does not reveal any such finely graduated organic change, uh, organic chain, and this perhaps is the most obvious and gravest objection that can be urged against my theory. So even then, when they wrote this book. He saw this very fact that I just prior mentioned uh, this c- cambrian uh, thing that had happened, and uh he realized that uh these things were um, factual and evident in geology, and that they really they really challenged they didn't he didn 't have an answer for it, and you know what they still don 't have an answer for that i 'm pretty upbeat on uh on uh, science and and biology and all these things that are taught in the various uh, uh kinds of stratums of that uh, that are related uh to, you know, the biological ideas. Uh, what we were talking about when we were talking about this uh, Cambrian explosion of animals, uh, you know, also called the Cambrian radiation, uh was these um um organisms of animals and plants that seemingly abruptly appeared from nowhere uh, in a rapid e- appearance uh and and left a sp- uh, a sprue of uh, fossils in mass diversification of life uh this all was revealed in in the primordial uh, uh, strata and uh believe me, uh, that is the kind of thing uh, that Darwin saw as a main objection uh, to his theory of evolution those things have happened, those things are factual Uh, evolution is not a given it is not a given Uh, but hang on, we're going to get into some of the most interesting parts here and I want to bore you with this deep stuff, but you need to know it. You're no dumb dumb. You can learn this. Don't tell, don't tell yourself it's too hard. But one of the things that has been coming to me, I won't call it a spiritual revelation yet, but, but it's, it's the way that spiritual revelations have come to me. And it seems to keep coming. Uh, and it's about the RNA. Now, RNA in some ways is similar to DNA, but I, I believe that, um, there are a lot of levels uh of RNA uh that the uh the coding regulation uh has not yet been discovered and i believe that that is going to happen uh i believe there are going to be some amazing things uh when you Read a little bit about the RNA. Uh, you know, it has over 20 classes of non-coding uh, that that uh, that have been discovered over the past 10 years, and uh, these have really uh, shaken up some people uh, when they've been able to discover uh, this small type of protein coding uh, that it that it uh, uses uh, for uh, uh, its relative uh, message uh of of its uh rna's that it sends out so it it uh it is quite an amazing uh uh you know uh nucleotide of chemical units that uh, correspond uh and can be uh, used uh, uh as letters in the genetic alphabet uh to give all kinds of, of information and although these are just short bits of of uh, RNA uh that they used to just basically discard as junk they're now realizing that they hold uh they hold uh you know like uh, most everything uh that happens in a cell uh they hold uh you know relative information uh, to that so uh it, it's it's exciting it's very exciting that there's going to be new things happening. So don't get your mind set on uh, into evolution or or against evolution. Uh, just get your mind set on the knowledge of God is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. You know, <clears throat> a new theory is is rising. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, and uh, it, it's about that life may have have begun with the appearance of of uh the first uh RNA molecule uh just another theory another idea but you know it doesn't hurt you know to to uh, uh ever so often have scrambled eggs for a dish uh you 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 you'll get your your uh, vitamins out of it and uh you'll get some good protein and it'll give you this, a different uh, way of uh, of looking at an egg don't laugh on that one yet <laughs> why did the evolutionist win <clears throat> excuse me the said federal court case that we talked about earlier well i want to give you the four reasons that i have been able to pick up from uh, uh some of the different um advertised uh, videos and so forth. Uh, The Neanderthal, this was number one. Uh, The Neanderthal, they've often speculated about the Neanderthal. Uh, Is the Neanderthal uh, a different line of genetics, uh, or is it just a race of humans that lived and that uh, fell out of... uh, You know, out of out of life, uh, because uh, somehow they weren't able to survive some uh, situation that happened to them. Uh, Just, just, what is it about the the uh, the Neanderthal that would tell a story to substantiate the the concepts of uh, of uh, you know uh, um, evolution? Well. Recently, recently, and this is very, very, very important, is they have done a complete sequence of the DNA of the Neanderthal men, or Neanderthal person, a complete DNA sequence. That is a gigantic, incredible thing. And they have compared that to the human being. And they have found out that the Neanderthal and the and the human the modern human are definitely different, that they are not genetically uh, of the same genome, and that is an incredible thing uh, They take that as as a really big proof that uh, there um, there is a differentiation. that that causes a problem with the Bible. Now, here's the scripture in the New Testament. It says that all men are of the same blood. And if you really translate that in an intricate uh, biological way, it makes all men belonging to the same uh, biology genome-wise, so that all humans on the earth are connected to that. Well, that's true because they all go back to Adam. But if you don't go back before Adam, if you don't get the, you know, the full Alpha Omega revelation, if you don't get that which was and that which is and that which is to come, you only have a part. <laughs> you've only got a part. Then you're going to have wrong answers. And you're not going to be able to know what what the, the going ons of, of the world has been. <coughs> so. I'm telling you, this is is very serious, because they've made a point. So these people that say that that are in into the um, you know in, into the intelligent design that that are backed by uh, the major church philosophy, and they say no, Adam was the first man. Well, the Bible doesn't say he was the first man. The Bible doesn't say that, you know, if you in the way that you are interpreting it, because the Bible said the Bible says that he was first man, as Adam, as Jesus was the second man. So if Jesus was the second man, then Jesus was born uh, right then and there to Adam, but he was not. So now we understand it as being an application as having a particular meaning and what that meaning was is that he was the first man with a soul capital S first man with a soul made him a son of God and these other humans which the Bible describes in the 6th chapter of Genesis the sons of God and the daughters of men they were men they were pre-Adamic men and Neanderthals were just one of the lines. There was the Pison, the Gaihan, Hedekel. I have my own special enunciation of those words. That I just like the way I say it. And those different kinds of, of, of men are Bible. The Bible tells us about us, and there is tremendous living proof throughout the Bible of those terms being used to describe humans as water as river so when you don't have the whole truth then you end up getting defeated before the whole world and it makes the Bible look false and it makes the religions look false that's a shame I wish I could have been there I wish I could have helped out those people. But, of course, they wouldn't have liked my philosophy. <clears throat> so, this, this complete sequencing. And, of course, you know, it is a big point when you put that in the terms of the Bible. But with the Latolution, it, it's relevant. It has no problems at all because Latolution incorporates all of this revelation of the pre damic man. So it all works. It all fits. It's smooth. It's oil. It's silk. It's a banner. It's a flag. It's a ship ready to jettison off. Into the blue, blue yonder. Checking out the orange worlds. And the glory worlds. Wow. I'm throwing that in for a little excitement for you. Number two. Let's go beyond the, the, the complete sequencing. And let's get into uh, chromosomal, uh, chromosomal or, uh, you know, into this um, fusion. This chromosomal fusion is a revelation that they discovered, which is quite a revelation because, you see, the daughter of the human donor mother and the human donor father each each in their mating uh, donner or are give or provide twenty three pairs of chromosomes or twenty three and twenty three twenty three each as singular. And that gives a total of 46 chromosomes. Now, the chimpanzee has 48 chromosomes. So they look at that and say, ah, well, look how close we are to the chimpanzee. Why, we're just the chimpanzee, really. Well, actually, no, that is not correct. But I know they think it's correct, but it, it is not and uh but let's look at this so what did what did they discover discover because they've got this complete um sequence not only of the of the uh Neanderthal not only of <clears throat> of the human but they have a complete uh uh DNA sequence of the chimpanzee, so they're trying to think well. What, where is this difference? Why is there this difference? Why is there this difference? They're not, you know, they're not saying, well, just look at the difference. Look at the vocal cords. The chimpanzee does not have vocal cords that can ever speak language. No matter what they do to that animal, they can't make it speak and it's clothed with hair where humans are naked. There's a major sign of difference there. And when you start getting into a count of chromosomes, (laughs) that is not gonna be the method. You, You don't have to have much difference to be a major difference. But what they discovered that sure enough there was a fusion on the human chromosomes on chromosome 2. And that's where two chromosomes of the pair are fusioned together. And on the chimp chimpanzee, that on chromosome number 13, there was a fusion. And then they say, ah, so there you are. This fusion on number two the human chromosome is equal to the fusion on number 13 of the chimpanzee is that right? I don't think I see it that way I don't think that's correct at all and I would like to talk to one of your scientists <laughs> if you've got enough nerve that you're willing to talk to me and if you think that you are so learned in all this uh, bio adequacy uh, I would just like to uh, get into some uh, math and science with you over this particular point so what are we talking about here we're talking about an amazing thing I I, I applaud them, I think this is an amazing thing, uh, completing those sequences of DNA I think they're, that's amazing. But I don't think that number two and number 13 between the human and the uh, chromosome fusion and the, the chimpanzee fusion make them related. And I don't think just making that discovery proves that in any way. And so they think that that's a big proof. Well, when they brought out these points in court, the scientists <coughs> that were on the church world side, that were into intelligent design, did not were not updated. They were not aware of this, and they could not challenge it. So this major, major, major point that they made was not able to be challenged. And here's two reasons right there that they lost the trial. That they lost the trial. They deserved to lose. They did. Now, some people be, be angry at that. But I mean, God did a lot, didn't he? So are you angry at God? Don't just get angry at me. God did a lot, Right? Why? You know? The Bible says, Then shall you know, if you follow on to know the Lord, His going forth is as the morning, and He will come to you as the former and the latter rain. There's the former rain, there's the latter rain. You've got to know both ends, the Alpha and the Mega. You've got to have the whole truth. They had a third point, and that third point was called. Retroviral DNA, and this is this theory of this viral remnant that can uh, be transmitted from one uh, body host to another, and uh, it becomes sort of a provirus, and it's shared in the animal kingdom. And they have this kind of an idea how that that played a part in uh, creating uh, changes of the species. And there is no proof of that at all. That's that's, that's like uh, talking about these viruses that attack people and thinking that, well, they're they're actually causing uh, uh, evolution. Uh, I don't buy it. And I don't see any proof of it by that. And then they had number four, the uh, summation, uh, which basically was the collective documentation of all these three points, the Neanderthal complete sequences in comparison to the human. Number two, the chrom- uh, chromosomal uh, fusion uh, and, and and the revelation of the of the fusion of the chimpanzee as compared to the human, <clears throat> and number three, the retroviral DNA that I just mentioned, and then number four, the 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 summation, the collective documentation, and uh, suppose. Proof by such things as the uh, Comparative anatomy And That was his story and with these four points They won the argument They won the argument What a shame How sad that was How sad that was Now I want to uh, I want to right here Get into uh, a scripture And uh, I want to read To you Um uh, MIV, that's the peace Bible, peace manifest Bible, Job 37 7. And it says, God sets a fusion in the chromosomes of mortals so they may depart from being beasts and may become entities of a higher consciousness. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes. That the day will come that humans must be manifested so that they will understand that they are beasts. The Bible teaches that very clearly, that there is an application from the Bible teaching that humans have a connection to the beast, that they are beasts, that they belong to the beast family. And even in Revelations, when they're depicted, they're depicted even as elders as being beasts and creatures. And uh, when we we read that in the King James, it sounds quite different than what I just read. So let me turn and read it in King James 37.7. And here here is what um what it says He sealeth up the hand of every man that all men may know his work Now this whole scripture here in chapter 37 is really in, in attendance uh to the voice of God speaking in in signs and codes that the human ear cannot know or interpret. So when it says in verse 2, hear attentively the noise of his voice. And the reason you have to hear it attentively is because that noise is not understood. But once the mind is opened with that attention that you're going to give to it by the Spirit, you can begin to understand what the noise is saying. So sometimes in the scripture you can have a verse and it's basically a noise you read it you think yeah well you know that's that's all right but it's actually a noise but when when that is opened up he sealeth up the up the hand of every man <clears throat> this is something that happens in every human being every human being happens well, when you look up the word hand, oh, are there some interesting scriptures on that. You know? And when you get into this thing about he sealeth, if you, if I don't have time to look to it, but if you get to Job 41 verses 15 through 17 and verse 23. Job 41 verses 15 through 17 and verse 23. It's talking about the Leviathan, and it's talking about its scales, and it goes through this whole, uh, you know, um, this whole discussion about how these, how it is sealed up, and and how that it, you know, it, it is made to stick together so that no air can even get in between it. So that we can see then that the word being used, seal to seal, is something that is very much aligned with the meaning of the word uh, seal. That the word seal means this very kind of thing, like we're talking about infusion, like the fusion of the of the chromosomes. So that the seal as if you read in Job 41, 15 through 17, and verse 23, the use of that interpretation of seal is that very kind of fusion type of thing. So you can you know you can get into uh other explanations of the word uh i suppose we should actually read a few of them second chronicles um 30:12 second chronicles 30:12 let's just let's just see what that has to say because there's really some interesting interesting articles here and uh we don't we don't want to miss it um it says also in judah the hand of god was given uh, was to give them one heart to do the commandments of the king and of the princes by the word of the lord and this hand revelation went deep it went deep into an understanding that it would hold some hold some kind of information that would have an effect of the people getting one mind, uh, and and uh, having the the one one mind to do uh, the disciplines that was needed to be done, which was the intent by the word of the Lord. Now that is a very strong position, as a an understanding in, in a different kind of way of what uh, what the hand can mean now let's look at um, let's go and let's look at um, Psalms 95 let's just read that that scripture and we're talking Psalms 95 and we're looking at verses three through four Psalms 95 verses three through four okay and uh, here's what it says in his hand are the deep places of the earth the strength of the hills is his also in his hand are the deep places of the earth wow the revelations of everything that has to do with every human are held within the context of the symbolic use that is being used metaphorically of the word hand. And the ceiling is all tied into that. Wow. And if you look up the Hebrew word for hand, from that scripture in Job 37.7, it's, it it is interpreted in the from the hebrew to 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 uh, English meaning our parts our parts that's that's from the word hand Hebrew ya, yad and strong's Hebrew dictionary concordance will give you this information I'm telling you. And it includes the words me and you. It's about you. This hand represents something of the deep parts about you, about me. And it's for every person. And what is there that is more about the person than their very chromosomes that make up the genes of what they were, what they are? Wow. And let me read this one again here in in psalms ninety five in his hand are the deep places of the earth wow now let's look at um, let's look at isaiah eleven fifteen isaiah eleven fifteen And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, and with his mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river, and shall smite it into seven streams, and make men go over dry shod. Oh, I wish I had the time to interpret that for you. But there's something very deep and beautiful about that. But just look at the meaning and the depth of the word hand in that incredible parable. Wow. So that the way that that term can be used, and let's read MIV again. God sets a fusion in the chromosomes of mortals so they may depart from being beasts, and become entities of a higher consciousness. So when it talks about in Job 37, let me get back there again, 37.7 in the King James, when it talks about, you know, that in Job, uh, and listen to this. This is neat because in verse 5 it talks about God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he which we cannot comprehend. And then he goes on in verse 7 he sealeth up the hand of every man that all men may know his work. And so this is what it ultimately is about. It's what it's ultimately about. And I don't know if I read uh, Isaiah 11.15. I don't think I did. That's, that's my last one for now. Isaiah 11.15. Okay, in case I didn't... Maybe I did read it. Let me just see. Yeah, I did. I read that one to you. Okay, so we're covered there. So, uh, as we begin to get into these things, and as Jesus said in Matthew three two, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And it talks about the right hand of power. We see the hand is, it It, it has really important meanings. And there's just so much to cover. Uh, I'm looking here and I'm seeing that I'm running out of time again. And I haven't even got back into the Manifest Chronicles. And I got so much to cover. There's some really neat things I want to get into. Back on this thing about the... The revelation of the vacuum fluctuations that have to do with the virtual particles, but that's that's a major major thing that I need to teach on. I can uh, I guess we're going to have to have a number six. We'll have to uh, continue and uh, you know tell the rest of this story because it's beautiful. You know, we we can we can really bring out some of this incredible stuff, and people are really getting into these teachings and uh, I'm going to see when we get through it all to provide some kind of a right end where people that might have questions could do that when we're through with the whole series but uh, it's an exciting time so we will uh, bring this part to a close and we want to get into the um, Argental and go through that part of it because there's some really important things that need to be uh, gone through with Gental And uh, I just thank you. I thank you for listening. If you stuck with me and listened to this whole thing, I, I thank you for that. Uh, <clears throat> today, what I want to work on is I want to work on pain. There are people that have to live with pain. They just have pain Every day of their life, almost. They have to live with pain. And I want to give you a reprieve. And we'll call this a 10-day reprieve. And then, uh, if you get a relief of this, I want you to contact me. And um, so you can contact me, uh, Jerry Lee, at... Lee.jerry.o at the And that will get us that should get it into the um, into the manifestor uh, uh like where the blog section is. And if you have any problem with that, uh, just go to the um, go to the blogs www.themanifestor.com, and uh, you have a chance after the blogs to make a comment there. But I think you'll find right there on the on the on the Manifestor blogs you, you'll also see my uh, direct uh, uh, address. Okay so we're going to work on pain and we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to put trans we're going to put capsules into your body and they're they're going to automatically uh deliver these substances into your body um and they're going to um do things like when you are on other kinds of uh, medicines not pain medicines but other kinds of medicines uh they will uh hold off and divert until uh it, it's the right time to come into your body and deliver those pain capsules and um uh they will they will d- deliver uh the number of uh, capsules based on the pain level that you are in and the body will know to do this it will be able to sense when the pain is abated or not okay so we're going to be dealing with uh neurotransmitters uh, to the brain and um uh, these are you know uh numerous substances that could be used to facilitate uh you know uh in, uh, in a um, Uh, uh, post-synaptic kind of way, Um, a transmitter to those areas that you are having uh, pain from and uh, give you a relief. So uh, here we go. Hypothalamus to the pituitary, pituitary, hypothalamus to thyroid, to lymphatic gland, parasympathetic, sympathetic neural transmission system. Uh, Begin to send messages into the body uh, to eradicate uh, pain from uh, from sources that are within the body. Uh, Begin to create uh, through the lymphatic system, uh, through the thyroid, uh, the pituitary, the hypothalamus uh, systems, uh, the hormone system, Uh, these various kinds of uh, capsules uh, that will include within them um, a certain amount of um, serotonin and endorphins and dynorphine, and these will be leveled out uh, based on the uh, accrual or the uh, degree of pain uh, so that the proportion of uh, what is to be dispensed will be according to the uh, level of pain and it will deal uh, with um, uh, putting this energy into the body and this um, uh, relief from pain into the body uh, uh, after it's had uh, uh, a while to get around other kinds of medicines that end up acting as inhibitors. Begin this process immediately. If there's any inhibitors, if there's any blockers, if there's any messages that are anti to this, those are absolutely eradicated right now. Begin to also use the regulating hormone organ to regulate through its various kinds of um, secretion so that all of this message is properly connected with the flow of hormone uh, fluctuation. Okay. God bless you. God bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. We love you. We thank you for being with us. So until next week. And I do advise you to get on the blog and read the blog that is on there now. It's from right out of the new book of Revelations. You will want to be able to read that. It is sensational. God bless you.